You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome, one and all, to the SB Nation NFL Show. Specifically, welcome to Monday Football Monday. A reminder before we keep going that this show is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. It is Monday, June the 5th, 2023. It is mini camp season, so we have all sorts of things happening across the NFL. NFL. Yes, even in the month of June. So make sure to stay tuned to your favorite SB Nation NFL team site. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's blog and the boys. The fantastic Rachelle Prevet from SB Nation's Bleeding Green Nation is on the ones and twos. And with me in the co-pilot chair from SB Nation's Pride of Detroit, it is Jeremy Reisman who delivered on his jambalaya promise. You sent us the pictures over the weekend. Congratulations to you, Jeremy, on what was surely a delicious meal. It sure was. And and congratulations, not just to me uh, on Saturday when I had it, but for the next four or five days when I will continue to eat leftover jambalaya. And it's one of those meals that like the leftovers feel like they're even better because those those flavors of. I don't know, like 20 ingredients are all just kind of melding together right now. It's great. Are you a um, like what's the storage situation? Are you a Tupperware or like a plastic bag person for this? Plastic? Like is that a thing? Plastic bag? I got Tupperware. I didn't know you can store things in like a. You mean like a Ziploc? Yeah, that's I said. Okay. I even specified. That's okay, a, that's a brand. They're not a sponsor of ours, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, like it's one of those brands that like became the noun, like right. a Starbucks like is Kleenex. like a coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but so, do you? What like is there any kind of leftover you store in a Ziploc bag? Um, not really. Like. If I like, if I like, I like getting the blocks of cheese rather than the shredded cheese itself. And so like, if I open up those and don't use the whole thing, I'll, I'll put that in a Ziploc. Yeah. But I think that something like that, you got to go like a little bit of foil around it first. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like just be safe and then put it in the bag. So there you like you trap the smell. Um, yeah. You know, so you're also courteous to everyone around you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, you and you and Rachel were talking about music when I jumped on. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she tell you that uh, myself, Brandon Gowden and her created a playlist for the oh. NFC East mixtape, which is um, a, a joint venture that we do at, at Blog of the Boys and Bleeding Red. I, I know you're familiar with it. The NFC mixtape is like a world renowned thing. Yeah, uh, of but so our, our goal and our mission every week is to each add a song so we each added a song last week for the first time um to this playlist it's accessible on apple music um i think blg was going to handle the spotify stuff rachel we, we might want to check on that but anyway um i added stop by the spice girls which was kind of an, an homage to rachel after what she told us about the spice girl stuff uh for, so uh and, and brandon added uh reptilia by the strokes mm. and rachel added ain't it fun by paramore so i wanted you to pick which of those songs was the best I, I honestly have to go by the artist because just by the titles, I'm not sure I know any of those songs, if I'm going to be completely honest. Wow. Okay. So, I do like the strokes, um, though, so I think that would probably be my choice. If you like the strokes and you haven't heard the song Reptilia, I feel like that's one of their, like, I, you know, that's being, that's like, oh, yeah, I like Michael Jackson, but I've never heard of Thriller. Okay, like, but that's kind of the equivalent of what Is that saying. one of those songs that, like, rep, is, do they say the word Reptilia in it? Because if they don't, then um, I don't know what song it is. Like, I, I just... I, I have a very, very tough time with song titles. And so I don't, I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, but um, you have identified a lot of my pet peeves that most people don't pick up on. Like when it bothers me that like, <laughs> oh, when a lot of people jump onto something, um, it bothers me in movies when people say the title, like I really <laughs> oh, am yes. not a fan of it. Okay. Like that's a stupid thing. I, don't can, ever do that in a movie. So I, I'm a big fan of the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which just ended last week. And they, they at like very near the end of the episode, they introduce, introduce her. For the first time as the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I cringed, yeah. and I did not like. Yeah. It was a beautiful finale, 
but that part i just i wish they wouldn't have done that it, it made me cringe so hard yeah like if it's i don't know um like the show succession if they, at one point somebody had been like yeah what's the succession plan if you say it like that you know what i mean like sure. it's okay but if you're like you know what are we talking about here we're talking about succession no nah, right. if they would like, have ended the finale um, and so is the succession <laughs> like that would have been awful yeah I would have loved to like stick with the cliche of this if How I Met Your Mother had ended with like, and that's How I Met Your Mother, but that ended horribly and we don't have to like revisit that and reopen sure. some old wounds. Is that a show you've never seen too? How I yeah, Met Your Mother? It is. In fact, it is. Cause I, I, listen, I, I am not a fan of network uh, comedies in general. They're, they're, especially if they're like the multicam type. Like, I'm sorry, I couldn't get with it. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, is an Amazon Prime function so uh Jer jeremy just supports the nfl and thursday night football that's right what oh man all about. what a segue that um, is wow i know shout out to me uh today jeremy uh because it's the start of mini camp week but because it's the start we don't have anything to discuss from it yet um so we're just going to kind of be doom and gloom um and in the spirit of that uh like be seller dwellers a, a life you're well accustomed to as a detroit lions fan um and so um you know, hey, it's just it is what it is. Uh, today we're going to do something that nobody ever does, uh, which is always the theme of Monday Football Monday, <laughs> and we're going to look at all of the eight last place finishers in last year's obviously NFL season, and we're going to rank them in order of most likely to go from worst to first or whatever. We're, we can go in ascending order if you would like, uh, but we're going to look at basically all eight of those teams. Um, so, do you have a list? Do you, do you are we going to compile this together? Are you going to write it? Or are you going to take notes? Like, I, what's going to happen? Here? I have a full list. If we can go team by team and say where you would rank them, or we can just go bottom to top for my list or top to bottom. I don't, whatever your I think we should build there. the list together. Like okay. it has to be a consensus list. Okay. Um so the eight the eight teams um on the the four on the NFC side, the Washington Commanders finished last in the NFC East. The Chicago Bears, the best team in the NFC North, finished last. Um obviously held the number one overall pick. Uh the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South, the Arizona Cardinals, I feel like we're going to be talking about them pretty soon if we're going in ascending order. Uh, sure. The New York Jets, uh, which is going to be a lot of people's hot pick, I think, to go from worst to first, obviously, because of Aaron Rodgers. The Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans, and finally, the Denver Broncos um, in what could only be deemed uh, was the worst season of all time, possibly ever, from any <laughs> NFL team that has ever existed. Uh, but, yeah, um, there's always – I don't know if you know um, how many years in a row we've had a worst to first team, but it's it's not, like, yeah, I don't. uncommon. Like, it's, like, right. nine or ten years in a row we've had a team go from worst to first. Yeah, that, I, and that, that leaves hope springing eternal for all of the bottom dwellers, which is, yes, yes, I have had a lot of ex experience in that field as a Detroit Lions fan. Uh, they almost did a lot – yeah, they came pretty close to doing it last year. Um, but yeah, it's it's more common than you than you would certainly think. And I think I don't know if, if I really think any of these eight are going to do it, but I certainly could see probably two of them at least actually doing it. Just to be clear, the team who did it last year was not the Detroit Lions. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the team who who checked the box. Um, so who will it be this year? Um, I do think we should go in ascending order, kind of build the hype. Sure. Um, so this is the team we, we think is the least likely to accomplish this. And we, yeah. we agree that it's the Arizona Cardinals. Right. right? Like there's not a debate here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um, not even dude, close, they, but they stink. Yeah. They're, they're tanking ish, right? Like I, I, I feel like it's almost fair to say that Um, there, I, I know that there's no real such thing as that when they're playing the football games, when it comes to building a team, I think you can tank a football team. And I think that's kind of what the Arizona Cardinals are doing right now. Uh, I, I also did a little bit of homework, RJ, and since uh, DraftKings is our uh, a sponsor, I do have corresponding odds you. for each to win the uh, the division, and the Cardinals are by far the furthest at plus twenty five hundred. So yeah, I don't I don't think there's even a shot. And that's what's amazing about that is like their division isn't like stout. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like oh well they have, right. they play in the same division as like X Y and Z. Like their division's kind of awful. Like I think. We'll obviously predict the divisions as we get closer to the season, but like right now, my money's on the Seahawks. Um, but like, would it shock either of us if the Niners won it? No. no, I mean, would it be stunning if the Rams got their act together? Maybe not stunning, but it, it would be a mild surprise. But like, sure. that division is like there for the taking to a large degree. If, if your biggest, you know, impediment right now on paper is Geno Smith, Seahawks, all due respect, I mean, like, it's there, and that the Cardinals can't get it together is pretty embarrassing for them, yeah. I would say yes and no there because, I mean, we all know the NFC in general is not that impressive. I would argue that the 49ers and the Seahawks could arguably be two top five teams in the conference. Like, I, 
I, I think they're that That's much of a contender. True. But that, but again, that maybe more speaks to just how weak the NFC in general is. That I think there are other worse divisions in the NFC, um, and and a couple of those teams are probably going to be a little bit higher on our list here. I think that's really fair to say. I think right now the top five teams in the NFC are probably the two you just mentioned, the Eagles and the Cowboys, and then probably the Lions. That's right. it. Like those are, those are right. the five. Yep. Um, and so, but still like th- these two, like not, not to like, you know, hype up the Cowboys and Eagles again, shout out to the NFC's mixtape, but like, it feels like the Cowboys and Eagles are built on really firm foundations, but the Niners are built on this like loose quarterback, like Kyle Shanahan magic. And like, at some point, like, is that ever going to run out? And the Seahawks, again, were a revelation last year, but, like, yeah. was that a flash in the pan? You know, like, I do feel like they're more loose sure. in terms of overall stability. I agree. Um, the Cardinals, though, like, I really hate the Cardinals. Like, I'm starting <laughs> to really kind of come around on this. Like, nothing they do – like, can, na- name a Cardinals legend besides Larry Fitzgerald. Like, a, team, no. a player they drafted <laughs> – that that is like I think it's one of the most embarrassing things of all time that Carson Palmer's in the ring of honor. Like like that is they are such an embarrassing franchise. Like they all they do is take like other people's like good players and and try to pretend they're their own. Like with, with Carson JJ Watt recently. I mean like you're just not like they're not real. Like what 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 have the Cardinals ever done that you have found to be impressive? Ever? Do you do you are you trying to disparage the name of Cardinals legend Emmett Smith? Why would you do this? <laughs> like why 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 would you you know? He was better than Barry Sanders. I know that that bothers okay. you. Okay, you know, all down. right. <laughs> Should have known if I poked the bear, he would just come out in straight lion. Um, but yeah, like that. Emmett's another example of like yeah, just right. we're just gonna take other people's legends and like put our uniform on them. Their uniforms stink. Like they had a horrible uniform reveal. Like yeah. nothing about them. And I don't even. That's not even like bagging on Jonathan Gannon. Like a lot of people want to. Like I'm. I'm not diving in on that. But that's its own sort of rabbit hole. Like n- what do they have going on that you are jealous of? nothing no i i like their stadium their stadium's pretty cool and i like the indoor indoor grass like that's cool so well they roll it out and that grass yeah. actually was under a lot of scrutiny last year like in the super bowl so like everybody <laughs> oh, right. actually hates that grass. <laughs> so, it's typically very um, good but uh fed your fit so yeah everything is wrong yeah with that. They're, they're tanking their turf at this point too so right okay so we agree the cardinals are eighth on this list who do yeah. you have as number seven i have the commanders and it, it's not really a, a condemnation of them. I think they're going to be a fine team, but it's, it's the toughest division in the NFC. It's uh, I could, I could honestly see all three other teams winning that division. And when you have that competitive division, I hate to be so reductive, but it comes down to your quarterbacks and Sam Howell is not even close to the level of the other three quarterbacks in this division. So I mean, I, I think I think they could be a 500 ball club, but they're going to I think the winner of that division is going to be like a 12 win team. So I just I don't think they've got a very good shot. Vegas doesn't either. Uh, the again, the, the draft Kings odds are plus 1100, which are the second worst amongst all eight of these teams. So th- that's who I have as my seven. What do you think about that? Um, so they had the most wins of any last place team. last yeah. year. So they're technically the best um, of them. But I agree with you. Um, like they were kind of. I want to say stuck, but like, you know, they, they were seven and five at one point last year that right. uh, Brandon and I actually talked about that last week on the mixtape. I mean, they um had some things going for them, but you're right. Like, I mean, like is Sam Howell an improvement from Taylor Heineke? Like, like at, at best, it feels like they made a lateral movement. Like, and you know, maybe it's a positive step from like a financial contractual standpoint, because, you know, he's on the second year of his rookie contract or whatever, but like they, they are like floundering and treading water at the most important position in the game. And I mean, outside of RG3's rookie year, I mean, what, what, like, I know I respect Kirk Cousins a lot, um, which has, you know, gotten me in some hot water, but I mean, they have not really had sustained quarterback play ever, like in yeah. the 21st century. And so that's just like their bugaboo. I, I really like their offense. I love Terry McLaurin. Jahan Dotson, I feel like was a little bit slept on as a rookie. Brian Robinson's story obviously was super impressive. I mean, that doesn't even encapsulate what it was. Their defense is really good. I mean, I don't really believe in Ron Rivera, but you're right. I think this is a matter of, like, the mountain's just too steep to climb. I mean, the other three teams were all in the divisional round last year. Like, literally, the other three teams all won at least one playoff game. Um, And one was knocked out by another one in the Giants and the Eagles. And so um, it's just – it's impossible. I mean, I think they might be the best – or. Maybe not the best. That's that's not fair to say with Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. But they're one of the better teams of this yeah. group of eight that we're talking about. But I agree with you. The road is just too difficult. Yeah. The, the one thing that is is kind of the big question mark that if, if it works out in their favor, like maybe they're in this conversation is, is Eric Bieniemy, right? That was their their big offseason addition. You want to talk about 
building an, an offense to to kind of go with that improved defense. I think the enemy is, is kind of the key to that, but he's very much an unknown, right? How there, has, is there a legitimate reason why he's gone this long to become an offensive coordinator or become a head coach or, or, you know, was the, was he always just kind of an Andy Reid disciple? Um, so I, again, I, I, I'm, I still think I, I'm, I'm searching for ways to make them win the division. It, it just seems like too, too, too high of a mountain to climb. I do think um, the darkest part of the night is over for them with the ownership change, yeah. you know, and things like that. Um, right. But it, it's a process. I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen here in 2023. They'll probably have a new head coach next season. And, and you know, maybe in 2025 or something, we're talking about this team um, restoring a little bit of order. Uh, but, you know, this team, correct me if I'm wrong, once upon a time won the Super Bowl in Detroit. Is that correct? They won it in the old uh, Silverdome, Pontiac oh, Silverdome. You're testing my, my Detroit knowledge here. It's really Pontiac knowledge. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Sure. We'll go with yes. I don't, I don't tend to know who won Super Bowls very often as a Lions fan. Am I alive? Do you hear me? <laughs> I hear you now. I didn't hear you before. Okay. My, my, my visual was uh, buffering. I, I had uh, some internet stability <laughs> issues. I don't know like if, the, like if everything's collapsing around me. I think I'm, I think I'm fine. You're good. Uh, You're good. So, okay. Uh, well, I was hating on the silver dome and well, it's dumb. Detroit's dumb. It has that big tire that just lives in the on the high, side of the highway or whatever. Like, I don't know why. Like, who needs it? Um, okay, are we ready for number six? Yeah, you want to go with this one? Or you want? Yeah, I do. I'm doing right. evens. You're doing odds. That's what okay. we we're kind of going back and Let's forth. Let's do it uh, uh, until we have a disagreement, I guess. Um, but uh, we're in agreement on eight and seven. I think number six for me, similar, like kind of bouncing or, or piggybacking off of your logic, is the Denver Broncos. It's just too difficult of a road to yep. hoe for them um you're not dethroning the chiefs i'm sorry um and i don't believe in the chargers as much as most people i've been well on record about that but i don't believe in sean payton I, if sean payton were the head coach of the cowboys instead of the broncos like it, he would not be getting this like you know glow up you know what i mean people are right. like like pe people are, are taking the like stupid low-hanging fruit things that sean payton's do with the broncos and like they're in love with them like what was the reason that he cut brandon mcmanus was like what was the like reported reason it was like i don't want my kicker to talk or whatever like it, like all these like silly tropey yeah. you know coach speak loser things like that you know people make a big deal of if that were happening anywhere else but i i don't know if you agree with me the broncos are like a chosen team of like football media like football media loves the broncos and yeah. loves to kind of smile upon them so this really worked for sean payton's image um aside from the disaster off the field just from a narrative standpoint russell wilson is kind of broken like like that was true in seattle like that yeah. that was you know there, there's a lot of data to support this and so i just don't believe i'm sorry i i really am, am not in on this uh in a lot of ways and they have a less difficult road i suppose than the commanders and that not every team is super formidable but they have to go through the reigning world champions and patrick mahomes it's not happening i don't have they ever beaten patrick mahomes i don't think so yeah, I don't know. Probably not. This would be a good time to, to ask Pete that. But yeah, I, the Broncos were around number six as well. They got plus 550 odds, which is actually the fifth uh, best odds amongst these eight teams to win their division. Uh, but I'm with you. Um, obviously, the defense is still going to be very, very good. They didn't lose a lot of players on that side of the ball. So they'll be a competitive football team. They'll be, you know, again, one of these kind of 500 football teams. But you, you're in the division with the Chiefs. You're in the division with, I think, a Chargers team that might rebound this year. And as much as Sean Payton may, might help the offense, as, as much as you might think pairing him with Russell Wilson is going to rebound his career, that offensive line is still dreadful. And um, as much as Russell Wilson can do kind of a lot outside of the the, the tackle box there, uh, that, that part of his game is dwindling, right? And he's a guy that also holds onto the ball way too long. And so I think his sack numbers are going to continue to stay extremely high. And if that's the case, that offense is still going to look really, really bad in a lot of spots, even though I really do like some other weapons there. Like Jerry Judy is a, is a stud. Um, but yeah, I just think the mountain, again, the mountain's a little too high to climb in, in, in that division. And um, it's going to take a while. Like you're, you're learning a new offense. Um, that sort of stuff doesn't just click right away, especially with a, a quarterback that is coming off the year that, that Russell Wilson is. Patrick Mahomes has started 11 games against the Broncos. That's five years worth. And then if you recall um, week 17, his rookie year, when the Chiefs had clinched and they let him start, um, mm. you know, just to kind of like let the rookie play and whatever. And that was when everyone got excited. What do you think his record is in 11 games? 11 starts against the Broncos. 10-1. 11-0. <laughs> That's just... So even I mean, won the, the 
the throwing game at the end. I mean, it's just insane that like he's been the quarterback for five years, like half a decade, and they've never beaten him. That's just, I mean, it's crazy. It's it's really stupid and sad. Is he the best quarterback ever in the AFC West like history? Yeah. Already, yeah. like I mean, he's passed Elway. Well, sorry, John Elway. Like, uh, yeah, like I, I do. Uh, he's he's already. I mean, if it weren't if we weren't just coming off the tails of Tom Brady, he'd already be in the goat discussion. I mean, I don't like a hundred percent disagree. I like I think he's well on path. Like I mean, yeah. if if things are even like mildly sustainable for him or sustained, then uh, easily. But uh, he's already tied the. Or, yeah, he has tied the record for most Super Bowl wins by a quarterback in division's history. So. Um, just insane but anyway um yeah uh broncos you stink so you know whatever i i'm just like i'm so out on the broncos too like i don't you know like i actually think that the broncos like the greatest thing that has ever happened to them is the drafting of john elway because like it was john elway's like cachet that lured peyton manning in 2012 like if not for that they would have been stuck you know what i mean yeah. like and, and so like the the greatest thing they've ever done is like draft john elway and like let it work out you know for the last 25 years or whatever but like They've just been riding those coattails. Like, be a real NFL team, Broncos. So, um, I like to see Denver. I think it's all cool and stuff. But, like, the Broncos just kind of, like, eh, miss me with this. Um, by the way, it really looked poorly on Russell Wilson last week, that story that came out that, like, he uh, chose not to go to Philly uh, and wanted to go to Denver. Um, yeah, maybe Russell Wilson's not a great roster evaluator. So, um, who knows? But, but that was number six. Who's number five and why? Uh, I have it as the Houston Texans. Um, may maybe the mm -hmm. worst team outside of the Cardinals mm -hmm. in this bunch. Uh, but in an AFC South, it's not very competitive. I don't like the Titans at all. Uh, I don't like the Colts at all. I think both those teams could be bottom five teams, but you got the Jaguars and the Jaguars are, I think a legit team. Obviously they still have a little bit more to prove, but they finished on a hot note. Uh, I don't see any reason to see them regress this season. As for the Texans, like how far can you go on a rookie quarterback? Like this isn't a team built like the Mark Sanchez jets of, of the olden days where he can immediately take them to the AFC championship game. I think they still have a lot to do uh, to, to really fix that team. But to me, it's just, it's, it's more about, I think, again, it, it's about the, the division around him than the team itself. Like, I think this is a team that's on the rise. I think this is a team that could be as soon as next year, in the discussion to win the division, but I think just we're, we're a year early on the Texans. They, they obviously made a lot of big plays, obviously adding Will, Will Anderson as well in the draft um, to, to build for the future, but to expect all of your rookies to immediately take you to a division title um, where the Jaguars are probably two or three years already ahead of you on that build uh, just doesn't seem like it's going to happen this year. Um, I disagree a bit and it's really not about a belief in the texans as much as it's just a lack of belief in the afc stuff i yeah. think we're on the same page titans colts you stink the jaguars to me these were their nine wins last year okay they beat the colts 24 to nothing in the early parts of the season which i really enjoyed because you know that was matt ryan and everybody falling apart yeah. um they won in la if you recall they blasted them that was really early they won 38 to 10 okay but also kind of a fraud team and then they lost five games in a row and they beat the Raiders again, not really like a badge of honor. Um, they beat the Ravens when the Ravens were kind of really struggling. And you remember that was the weird collapse at the end. They won that game 28 to 27. They won in Tennessee again, a team we don't believe in. They overcame a 14 point deficit to beat the Cowboys in overtime on a pick six that um, a Cowboys wide receiver in Noah Brown just dropped. Uh, although Noah Brown is now a member of the Houston Texans. Maybe that works out with his division. <laughs> um, then they beat the Jets in December uh, when the Jets had already kind of like they were really running on fumes off of their little they did, run. Yeah, they, they did not um, win a game in December or later. Right. Um, then they won in Houston, the Jaguars did. But again, you know, at that point, we were like, are the Texans tanking, whatever. And then they beat the Titans in that Sunday Night Football um, Week 18 win in your end game. Yeah. Um, and then, cool, they overcame the drought and beat the Chargers, who are like the king of being frauds. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> sure. I just don't, like, put a lot of, like, legitimacy in what they did. I don't mean to take away from I really believe in Trevor Lawrence, friend of the SB Nation NFL, Trevor Lawrence, by the way. Um, I believe in Doug Peterson, but like I could totally see regression happening here. Like, I mean, so I can, yeah. I'm kind of willing to buy in a little bit to the Texans, but I do have I would put them above the above the Browns. And some of that is like the the like the Texans have a much easier yeah. path than yes. I think the Browns do to I agree. The yeah, and the Browns are, are so my number four team. We and we can get them to them in a second here. Um, but but yeah, I, I guess 
to me, Jacksonville did what you're supposed to do as a rising team, which is just beat bad teams. The next step is then to build your out your resume and start beating some better teams. Fact of the matter, though, is to, to win the division, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to have to beat up any big teams. They can just beat up on the division, including, I think, the Texans, and, and walk into the playoffs again. Uh, so I, I get, like, yeah, the, the Jaguars still have to prove themselves. I'm not putting them in the top five of the AFC at this point at all. But when you have kind of a cake division, when you're you're trending in the right direction, um, I, I, it's hard for me to look at their wins over bad teams as a fluke. Like, they should have beat those teams. They'll continue to beat those teams. It's just whether they'll make, make that next step or not um, is, is really the question. It, to me, it's not more aggression, regression. It's are you plateauing or are you getting better? And even a plateaued Jacksonville team, I think, is better than a, a Texans team that's just getting started. This is Houston's schedule. They start off at Baltimore. I don't, I don't. I think we'd probably pick the Ravens to win that game, but sure. like you never know. But fine, say they drop it. They get the Colts in week two. Okay, that's a you know a pretty and like you know D'Amico Ryan's is is a huge important factor here, right? Like arguably the best head coaching candidate of the cycle. You know landed in Houston. Then they go to Jacksonville again. If if that goes the Texans' way here, that sort of serves my point. They get the Steelers. You and I both believe in the Steelers, but that is a bit of a touch and go proposition. They're at Atlanta. Then they get New Orleans before the bye. They play the NFC South, which is yeah. a huge boost for yep. the Texans here. Agreed. Um, and the Jaguars to, to right. the point. Yeah. I mean, but like that's that's my point. Like I think the Texans belong ahead of the Browns in this exercise. Like so, that's I fair. think like I agree with you that like so let's put the Browns at five and the Texans okay. at four. I think that's a, a fair kind of way to do. It. You messed. up. Up, you're stupid. Um, well, okay. So that's well. To be fair, DraftKings odds: Texans are plus seven hundred to win the division. Browns are plus four twenty-five. Was this Jeremy Reisman's list or DraftKings' list? Because like, who's doing no, the work? I'm just saying, like, if you're calling me dumb, mm. you might be calling some other people that <laughs> sponsored the show dumb, and I don't know if you want to do that. I think they're beautiful and wonderful <laughs> and handsome and glamorous. Um, but the Browns do have a like. The Steelers are really again. You and I believe in them. Yep. The Ravens. Rachel, remember this. I love um, the Bengals are obviously, you know, well established at this point in time. Yeah. I know that the Browns are whatever, but like, do we really like, is this going to work? Like, like, are the Browns going to show up and, and like win the division? Like, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I don't believe in this whatsoever. Like, I, I don't like all like just talking about football, which should not be the point here, but like, I don't believe in Deshaun Watson. I know he had the glamorous, whatever it was, 2019 season, or did he lead the NFL in passing in 20? No, 2020 was the year he sat out, but in 2019, I think he led the NFL in passing. Like that, that means nothing to me. Like I just, you know, that they are not like, I was never wildly impressed with him in Houston, but we, we also like, we assign like these chokes and things like that to certain players. I've said before, I can't believe we don't talk about the Chiefs blowing the AFC title game to the Bengals. But when the Texans blew that huge lead to the Chiefs in the divisional round in 2019, right. we we only hype the Chiefs up for that. We give sure. no fault. To, we, we we give Bill O'Brien the fault, but we give none to Deshaun Watson from a, just, again, a football standpoint. Yeah, it, it's tough because I, I do think the Browns on paper, and they've been this way for the past three or four years, are a good football team. They were 11th in DVOA last year, so it's not like they were a disaster. Um and, and Deshaun Watson, I don't know. Like, I, I I think he's definitely more up in the air than than a lot of people give him credit for. I think some people think he belongs in the top five conversation when everything is rolling. And and that's way, obviously, premature, um, I think, even before, you know, the, the down year last year with Cleveland. But at the same time, like, give him time in a second year of an offense with Stefanski. Like, there's certainly an opportunity for, for him to bounce back this year. Um, and the defense is... It's, good really good and and got even better this offseason with the addition of delvin tomlinson but yeah i mean this is this might be the toughest division in football because again this is another one where i'm like i i could see any of these guys winning it um steelers i i, I almost give the browns a little bit better of a chance than, than steelers in winning this division just because i think from top to bottom they're a better football team the problem the problem is like you, you and and i hate doing this as, as a fan of the lions it's like there's part of you that's just like, but they're the Browns. And that's not a good argument to make. That's not a real football argument to make. But it, at the same time, like, this is a team that's had a really good roster for the past three or four years, and they've done nothing with it. And so part of me is just like, okay, well, what's different this year? And I don't really have a good answer for that. I agree with you. Um, it's it's like low-hanging fruit to say, like, oh, they're the same old Lions, same old right. Browns, like, same, like, you know, same old Cowboys. But, like, 
you know, something um, to go back to the mixtape that we talk about a lot is like, well, the NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner since 2004. Like, does that have anything to do with who the teams are in 2023? No, but you know, like, it's like yeah. the the measurement or the quantity of it is like a non-zero thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it might be like incredibly minuscule, like a, you know, a one hundredth of a percentage, but like, it does feel like a non-zero thing. Um, again, like back to my Deshaun point to kind of like add to this point, I guess. So he has played in six games over the last two years because he sat out the entire 2021 season. Um, It was that 2020 season where he led the NFL in passing 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns. That is the only season in his, if you want to call it five year, but six year career where he has had at least 30 touchdowns. Prior to that, his career high was 26 in both 2018 and 2019. His incredible year of 2020, which by the way, got him the extension in Houston, um, I believe um it might have come before then actually no it was it was after that that 2020 season um but he had seven interceptions he threw five in just six games I mean so again I just I don't even really again if we're just talking about the football here which is is not cool but just the football I don't believe in the player that much I think he had an amazing 2020 year that he parlayed into two wild contracts like along with the fact that quarterbacks are the all coveted thing which the Browns exemplified last year like I don't believe I, I also don't believe in the like surrounding cast. I, there was a time where the Browns roster on offense felt loaded. Like it, it, it did feel a quarterback way. I love Amari Cooper. I'm still incredibly bitter about that, but like, do we really like Nick Chubb is great, but we're really banking on a running back here being the like engine that saves this offense. You know, like what, what, what are the Browns best receiving options outside of Amari Cooper? Presuming they don't land Deandre Hopkins. Njoku, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they paid a tight end, which is also a cardinal sin in today's NFL. I mean, you know, it's it's just I don't believe. I mean, they have maybe a defensive player of the year candidate, not even maybe, certainly a defensive player of the year candidate in Miles Garrett. But like that can only go so far. I I just, you know, I I I wouldn't be stunned if this is like the final year for Kevin Stefanski, which would leave, presuming my uh, Ron Rivera is gone, Mike McCarthy is the final coach standing from the 2020 cycle. But you never know. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Okay, so that leaves the Browns at five and the Texans at four so we've made it to the top three and the final three left standing are the New York Jets the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears um wow look at that the NFC stinks which is you know indicated here by the fact that two of the teams are left standing um you were doing odds I was doing even you said that you could see two teams doing it can I guess who your number three is in yes I have to believe that your third team it's tough because I think we both I think we both have the same number one. Um, but I think the Falcons and the Bears are the same argument. Like I think both teams are in 
no disrespect. A lot of my disrespect to the Lions is intended. This is not intended. Um, like due to being in really winnable divisions. Like yeah. it, it does. Yes. If you look at the six non-Falcons Bears teams between the sort the North and the South, I was gonna call it the Sorth, which I guess maybe is a, <laughs> like a way to do that. Um, I mean, like the Lions are the best team. The Vikings, I guess, are the second best team. So I guess that would leave the Bears with the, the most difficult path. They would, they're probably your number three team. They are my number three team. You nailed it. Uh, they got a, a plus 440 chance to win the division for DraftKings, which is both behind the Lions and the Vikings, as you mentioned. Uh, I, I'm actually very low on the Vikings. I think they could be one of the worst teams in the NFC. Um, but the Bears, I mean, le, le, it, they're one of just those high-variance teams this year where I could see them winning 10 games. I could see them winning five um, or anything in between. And they they've done a good job this off season. Really. I think the best thing they've done this off season is develop weapons around Justin Fields. And that includes pass protection, right? They, they add Nate Davis in, in free agency. They draft Darnell right in the first round. Um, that's so key because I, I look at it like I, I, when I try to convince Lions fans that they should be at least mildly scared of the bears, this is, this is the argument I use. Jared Goff was horrible in 2021 because he didn't have any weapons because the offensive line had a bunch of injuries to it early on. Well, now Justin Fields finally has some weapons, right? Gets DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney's pretty good. Chase Claypool's all right. They, they they boost up the offensive line. Now it's, I'm not saying Justin Fields is going to be great, but now you can finally properly evaluate him as a passing quarterback. We already know he's pretty darn good weapon in the running game. So um, their offense could take a jump this year. I, I Top five, no, but top half of the league, yes, which would be a pretty huge swing for them, even though they were such a good running team last year. Um, I think the defense is still very much a mess. Um, they invested in off-ball linebackers. Their defensive line is not good. Their secondary is young and unproven, but could be good. Um, so, you know, it, it, it all kind of has to fall the right way for them to have an opportunity to do this. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Again, it, it feels like, much like I would say, you know, the the Jacksonville Jaguars and 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 um, Houston Texans, I think, I think the, te- I think, the, the Lions are the Jaguars in that analogy. The Bears are are the Texans where they're just, they're a year or two behind the lines in their rebuild, but they're going to be in this conversation very, very soon. The Navy helmeted team is right behind the cat-like mascot. <laughs> Beautiful. Just like well uh, in the AFC. <laughs> um, who, who is the team in the, like, where do the Bears fall on your like threat level within the NFC North? Like, are they, are they, do you view them as like the highest threat to the Lions? I think it's between them and the Packers, right? I, 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 wow, me, the Vikings disrespect. Listen, Jeez. I if I had to rank the NFC right now, I think it's Lions, Packers, NFC North. I'm sorry, NFC North. Lions, yeah. <laughs> Lions, Packers, Bears, Vikings, and I, I, I do think some people are sleeping on the Packers at least a little bit here. Like I understand why. Like they, like why are we sleeping on the Packers? Like I, it's not like Aaron Rodgers was out of this world last year, right? Like the, he was just kind of okay. Their defense is pretty good. Their run game is pretty good. So if Jordan Love can just be average, I think this team is still going to be competitive. I find it amazing, by the way, and this is my Cowboys bias showing. But you're somebody who's biased against the Packers, so maybe maybe I'm about to like break some glass for you, and, and you'll see this. I find it amazing that like it was completely presumed that Mike McCarthy would be a disaster without Aaron Rodgers, but that like with Matt Lafleur, it's like, oh well, I don't know. Like like we assigned all of the success that Mike McCarthy had with Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Rodgers, but we're willing to like divide it when it comes to the Matt Lafleur era. <laughs> yeah. I find that very fascinating. That is kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like I I don't fault you for it, but I think there's some of your like. I think the Packers are your boogeyman. And I think so you're, you're like willing to give them like some credit Maybe. that may not be real. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I understand the high variance on the Vikings. I understand the one score, you know, games last year. I understand all of that. Again, if we like, they have the best quarterback in the division right now. They, they yeah. really do. The, the Vikings do like that counts for something. Sure. So like for them to not be like the team you're most afraid of is, is like, I think ridiculous. But you know, again, if, if you're like that, that's some of your, like, I hate that people do that with the Browns or the Lions, like same old Vikings yeah. type thing, same old Kirk cousins, whatever. Um, but I do think it's interesting that the bears, the, the bears are this, like, I don't know if I'm afraid of them yet. Like right. you really, you know, when was the last time I was going to ask you this, that the bears offense was like, Whoa. Cause I think I, I, I think I know my answer, but I'm curious what yours is. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like they're they're a franchise known for not having a quarterback, right? Um, I, there was a time in which Jay Cutler was okay. 
I was gonna say uh, the, the Mark Tressman oh, no. year. Um, oh no! Well, I, and I I remember that like I remember the the beating the Cowboys took there mm. on Monday Night Football in thirteen when it was like one degree outside or whatever. <laughs> uh, but that like that wasn't even Jay Cutler that night. That was Josh McCown, and that was like the peak of like Brandon Marshall and yeah. Alshon Jeffrey That's and true. Matt Forte was still kind of doing his thing. Right. Um, like that that was I have to imagine that was a, a frightful time. You know what I mean? They still didn't win the division. Right. But I mean whatever. The, but the, I, like the. The Trubisky Bears were never great. No. And it's it's always been about their defense, right? And that and that's what the problem is right now. It's it's the it's the opposite. Like their offense has some potential. Again, potential nothing proven. Their defense, I think, is is still very much a mess. And so um they're gonna be at the end of a, a lot of shootouts, and I just don't know if they're they're ready to keep up with all those. The comp though, I know you use Jared Goff, like, oh, surround him with weapons. Like I, I hate to do this, but like the comp really is Jalen Hurts. Like the running ability that we saw yeah. without any sort of talent around him. Now you give like I guess like DJ Moore is to Jay, uh, Justin Fields what AJ Brown was to Jalen Hurts. Like not right. that they're the same, but like that's the same sort of effect that's a concept, I think they're hoping yeah. for. Right. Um okay, so we agree that the Bears are number three. Um, so that means I'm up for number two. Yes. Um I can't believe that I'm doing this. All right, like I'm really, really, really stunned. I think like so this has come down to the Jets and the Falcons. I think the Falcons have to be number two. Yeah. Um now neither of us really like Aaron Rodgers. We can get to that in a moment, but this is about something else for me. But the Falcons are number two here because the division stinks. Like there, there is nobody here. Like the Falcons could totally like and on paper, I mean, you know, Kyle Pitts, you know, John U. Smith, I think we forget, you know what I mean? Like there's gonna be a lot of 12 personnel. Rolling around Atlanta. Drake London's a good um, player. What, what's that? Drake London is a good player. I was getting there. Yeah. Drake London, like their offense, it, and now Bijan Robinson, yeah. like I don't agree with the methodology of drafting a running back in the first round. I don't know what stupid team would do that this year outside of the Atlanta Falcons. Probably just them. Um, I can't imagine there was another right. team. <laughs> right. But like the, I will say the, um, the initial bump is awesome. Like right. the, the Zeke Elliott 2016 season, like if, like if that happens to the Falcons or the Lions, obviously, like, I mean, like you can ride that. And so I don't really believe in Desmond Ritter, but like, if we're talking about like, all you got to do is like drive the bus. Like he is in that position. The Falcons do have a sneaky roster. I think the lions have become too vogue to be like the sneaky pick. Um, you know what I mean? The Falcons yeah. are going to be like a lot of people's sneaky pick to win a division. Yeah. I think, I think most of their questions, I mean, outside of quarterback are, are really on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they were horrible at it last year. Um, arguably the worst, uh, although statistically I think not the worst. But they did add a couple of interesting names that I think could uh, really help out the unit immediately. You get Jesse Bates um, from from Cincy, one of the best safeties in the league. Calais Campbell, for some reason, chose to go to Atlanta. And then, like, I'll, I'll even throw Jeff Okuda as, like, kind of an intriguing addition. You know, given that he doesn't have to be CB1 there, uh, maybe a, a change of scenery uh, helps him out and, and helps a the Falcons. But yeah, again, like, I think this is all about the, the division. I actually, so they've got plus 250 to win the division, which is actually the best amongst all eight of these teams. Uh, the Saints are are clearly, or currently the favorite at one plus 115 for DraftKings Sportsbook. I have a third team actually winning the division. I think the Carolina Panthers are quite possibly the best team in this division because, again, we're talking rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, whatever. Um, but they have a really solid run game. I think their defense is is pretty darn good. Um, I, you know, if if I were a betting man, though, that that'd probably be the team I'd put the money on. But Falcons are very much in this conversation because, and I think I think maybe the the main point here is like, who are the quarterbacks in this division? Like, who are you scared of that's going to tear apart your defense in this division? Derek Carr. Derek that, Carr. That's the, that's the answer. I, I mean, but like, it's not a good one. Right. Um, exactly. I agree with. I agree with you. The Panthers are in the rare, uh, not the worst team in the NFL to have the number one overall pick. Like that's always an interesting thing. Like, you, yeah. you know, you always say like, Oh, you know, the, the rookie quarterback, like Trevor Lawrence, you know, like it just takes some time because right. the roster so bad. Panthers, not exactly in that situation. Um, I'd be a little bit more in on them with DJ Moore, which obviously lends to my somewhat belief in the, in the bears, obviously. Um, but so I'm not a fan of like, um, like I, I keep bringing up the mixtape, but like, uh, I think it was two years ago now, um, Ron Rivera was talking about, um, uh, what was he talking about? He was talking about um, like running backs and things like that and uh, whatever the case may be. And it was like, oh, well, you know, we're going to be like, just like, uh, it, was, it was when they signed Curtis Samuel. And like, that's what it was like. And, and people were like, oh, well, watch out. Like, he's going to be amazing. It's like, well, just because the same like coach and player are in, a, in this, in like, in a new different city, 
doesn't mean they're going to be the exact same combination of, of what they were in their old state. Like Curtis Samuel with the, the, the commanders isn't going to be what he was with the Panthers. And so I think that's dumb. I do think this is a, a cousin of that in a good way where like, I do think Arthur Smith has slowly remade his dominant Titans offense, but like with different people, you know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he hasn't like, I recognize John who Smith is there, but like he's kind of brought for, so his last season uh, in Tennessee, Arthur Smith was as offensive coordinator. It was 2020. Obviously, the comp between Bijan and Derrick Henry is there. So he's got his like workhorse, bell cow, running back, whatever. Um, I, I don't think it would be like impossible to believe that Bijan would have a that year uh, was Derrick Henry's 2000 yard season. So that might be a little generous, but sure. he could have like an 1800 yard season. Oh, I don't yeah. think that either of us would be shocked by that. Um, the top three receivers from a reception standpoint on the Titans that year AJ Brown, Corey Davis, John U. Smith. Could you not see, you know, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and John U. Smith having that effect? You know what I mean? Like be, being like this version of that. Like I could totally see that. Like I, I kind of trust that in a division that stinks, like the 2020 AFC South, which they won. But I mean, the question is, can can Desmond Ritter be the guy that, that manages all of that? That's I mean, can he be your? Can okay, so like, the, can he be the your big, Tannehill? Like, the, that's what I'm saying. The bar declares, can you be Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> like, you know that, what I mean? Like, I mean, that's still a tough bar for what a, a second year guy, right? Like. Part of the year, part of the thing that made Ryan Tannehill good was just he didn't make mistakes. And for a young quarterback, that's the biggest hurdle to have. So, um, if if they had Ryan Tannehill, I think this t- like I'd I'd have a lot more confidence in this team. Which is, I know, a, a silly thing to it sounds silly, but when you have just a young guy, the biggest thing that that really is your 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 hurdle to being good is making too many mistakes. And so. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in Desmond Ritter. I, I don't know how anyone can have uh, a lot of confidence in, in such a small sample size of what we've seen from him, but, um, two, inter- two touchdowns, zero interceptions in four games. Like that's all we have to work with. So I don't know. you said it zero interceptions. That's so true. like, can you Less be mistakes? that guy? Can, yeah. can you, can you not turn the ball over? Like, that's really what this comes down to. And true. like, again, is that going to win you the Super Bowl? I don't think so, but like no. it could totally win you the NFC South, which is like 100% part of the discussion we're having here. Yes. Uh, so that means the team who we agree is most likely to go from worst to first is the New York Jets. Um, now, this is obviously about Aaron Rodgers. All right. Really nothing else for me, but like that's a, a big time factor. We've both been burned badly by Aaron Rodgers many times <laughs> in the past. This to me is really more about the Buffalo Bills. All right. Now, I was listening uh, this morning. I took my son to daycare and was getting my wife a coffee. Not trying to brag, but, you know. Sick, right? Good job, me. Uh, Right. Um, And I was finishing up uh, the most recent episode of the Around the NFL podcast. I want to give a shout out to Andrew Siciliano because Andrew is the only person who I've heard agree with me. He called the – I don't know. Have you listened to the recent episode? of? I have not yet, no. Well, he referred to the Bills as being desperate. And it's funny because I was listening to that episode as I got the the Bills signing Leonard Floyd notification on my phone. Um, so, okay, cool. Whoa, I'm super scared. The Bills have acted <laughs> like I, – I used to say this about the Cowboys after Des caught it, which he caught it, absolutely. I used to say that the Cowboys built their team in 2015 like they could pick back up where Des caught it at Lambeau Field. And you can't. Like, like you, 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 you don't just get to like – you know, go back to where your last season ended. You have to right. climb the mountain yep. all over again. And the Bills, to me, are acting the exact same way as the 2015 Cowboys, thinking like you can pick back up there. They have done – what have the Bills done? Like, I, like the, the Bills have completely and totally let Aaron Rodgers come inhabit their house and, and, and let the Jets – like, the Jets are acting like the desperate team. And we can make fun of them and laugh at them <laughs> and how silly it was and how ridiculous it was that they catered to Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? They're a better team. Like they, they really are like, are the bills a better team in your mind than they were when they got blown out by the Bengals in the divisional round? No. And the jets are. So like, I could totally see the jets coming. To the ball. These two teams split last year, by the way, like the, the jets took the one at home. That's from them. true. Yeah. That's um, true. and listen, this, this jets team is decent, right? I know, I know they lost their last six games of the season last year and that is what it is. Um, but this is a, this is a team with a top five defense already, right? This is a team with superstars on, on defensive side of the ball in Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams. Uh, and, and they're built young too. And that's part of the reason why I didn't quite understand getting Aaron Rodgers. Like you're building slowly for the future. This like, take your time. Don't, don't push all your chips in right away because you have Garrett Wilson, because you have Brees Hall, a guy who they didn't have for the rest of the season, which could kind of play into why they, they struggled so much down the stretch. But 
he's got weapons, man. Aaron Rodgers has got weapons. I, I know Alan Lazard is, is maybe kind of a, a punchline for some people, but with Garrett Wilson, Randall with Cobb. again, Brees, Cobb, Randall Cobb, that's right. Uh, Brees Hall as well. Um, I, I, I do think this is a decent all around team that, that should go really toe to toe with the bills. I, I'm less down on the bills than, than you and maybe Pete are, but they're, you know, I, I still think they are a very good football team. And, and I don't, I don't really understand the Josh slander that sometimes happens on the show. But to me, I think, I think the jets have closed a gap that was already probably smaller than people were giving it credit for. So I, I think these teams are like, I would put their odds at winning the division even almost at this point, because I do think both teams are, are pretty darn good top to bottom. I love Josh Allen, um, but I the only reason I hate him is because I, like I used to feel like I used to feel like Matt Ryan was Tony Romo without the flack, and so I hated Matt Ryan for that. Like I, I hated that he didn't get the criticism How that can my you quarterback hate Matt Ryan. Well, and so and I've, I've only ever world. I've only ever been to one Super Bowl, like one game. Yeah, um, and my dad and I went to Super Bowl Fifty One. And so, like, when it was 20 to 3, like, I was bartering, like, you have no idea. Like, I was, I was like, look, he deserves it. You know, like, <laughs> it's like but I, like in my head, I was like, of course, the, like, the one Super Bowl I'll go to in my life will be, like, this dude. So, um, I owe Tom Brady a huge debt of, of gratitude. But, um, so, but, like, that was my logic as a, as a fan. Like, and hating him was that he was yeah, the yeah. same guy as Tony Romo without the flag. And Josh Allen is Dak Prescott in that same way like he's the same dude and he's he's the same wildly talented dude like i, I have nothing yeah. to like really be mad about in terms of his skills i think he's enormously talented but he's the same guy without the flack like no nobody wants to like pick apart josh allen's turnovers nobody wants to talk about him throwing away games nobody wants to think about jeremy if any other quarterback <laughs> had fumbled on the one yard line the way he did against the vikings but if, that's if jared fluky, goff had, man that's so but fluky. If, like how many fluky things happen to other quarterbacks that they get destroyed for like my point is like I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just jealous that Josh Allen is like Teflon proof, but like, if anything, to me, that's an indication at how little the national media really cares about the bills. Like if, if, and the, and the Falcons for that matter, like hmm. if the national media cares about you, they will tear you apart. A lesson you will unfortunately probably learn this coming season, yeah. but that will be an indication that you've made it. Right. And that's, that's something that you should really kind of wear as a badge of honor. That being said, um, by the way, Josh Allen, there's like a lot of chatter on the internet that like, um, he could be the Madden cover athlete. So like, yeah. ooh, watch out. Um, but anyway, so like, Let's look at it this way. Of all the first and last place teams, I do think that, like, I agree with you that the Jets probably already had the smallest gap. Like, you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, if we look right. at the gap between the Browns yep. and the Bengals, the Texans, mm -hmm. the Jaguars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They already had the smallest gap. And they have they have done more work to close it than anybody else, except maybe the Bears, right? Like, the Bears have done a lot of, although their work is, like, a little bit more future-related right. as it relates to draft capital. But, like, so, yeah, like, how could you not pick the Jets? And that's, like... A lot of the reason the gap closed is because the Bills did nothing. I mean, they they did absolutely nothing. Think think about like the Eagles won their division and they did a lot of work to maintain that lead. The Niners won their division and they signed Javon Hargrave. Like, what did? Yeah. Why do the Bills think they're good? That's dumb to me. <laughs> I mean, to me, I mean, they've won the division three years in a row. I think they deserve at least a little bit respect for that. Um, that's their Super Bowl, dude. That's that's who <laughs> that's because really, remember when they like didn't when the uh when Andy Dalton sent them to the playoffs and they were like, oh, we're good. Like that's that's the Bills okay, Super Bowl. We hosted some playoff games. They've also won four playoff games in the past three years. They they're, they're averaging one one in the thirty year. That's that's more than some of these teams that just end up winning their division. To do do we want to pick these apart? Okay, <laughs> they beat for real. They beat the Skyler. They barely beat the yes. Skyler Thompson led Dolphins sure. last year. That was their one playoff yep. one. Okay. And then they get smoked cool. by the Bengals. Fair. Right. In 2021, they beat the Mac Jones Destroyed. Patriots. They they blasted them. Again, not exactly like, whoa, you know, massive, whatever. Then in 2020, they barely beat the Colts in the wild card round. And everybody was really upset with Frank Reich for the way that game ended. And then they beat the Ravens. Again, Rachel, I'm a Ravens fan here. 17 to 3 uh, to get to the AFC championship game, which they lost. And then in 2019, they lost to the Texans, yeah. right? That was their playoff yep. uh, appearance. I mean, so like like what, what is the playoff when they have that? You're like, man, that is super impressive. There isn't one. I I'll, I'll openly admit, but doesn't matter. Like they're still, they still won the games that they were supposed to. And, and we're not even talking about winning playoff games, right? We're, we're talking about winning the division. And to me, they're still like, they're still on top. They're, they still have a top five quarterback wow. in the league. And I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is still that. Like that, that's the other thing. Like wh where's, where's Aaron Rodgers career going right now? Is it, is it really ascending at this point? Is there really reason no. to believe that 
he's going to be more comfortable in New York than he was in Green Bay? No, um, I do think that Aaron is like trying to be something he wasn't right like oh i'll hold your hand in public you know oh yeah i'll <laughs> right. i'll read i'll read yes. this book with you oh yeah you know what i mean like he's really trying to be like and but you know what like that's a conscious effort i hate aaron Rodgers, but like i will give him respect for like for real like trying to be better like that's that's an indication that he's trying to be better than he was and we can sit here and lament him for like things getting as bad as they did in green bay but he is actively consciously trying to be better and that terrifies me as somebody whose life has been tormented by this man um so i will give him credit for that and the way we talked about the non-zero quantity that like being the browns or the lions or whoever has it's also a non-zero quantity what like the aaron Rodgers, like michael secret stuff does to your team you know what i mean like you suddenly believe like you suddenly have yeah. aaron freaking Rodgers on your team like if, if we do see a similar impact russell wilson's obviously the like horrible example, but to Tom Brady in Tampa, to the aforementioned Peyton Manning in Denver, yeah. to Drew Brees in New Orleans, to a much lesser extent, like if the the badass veteran quarterback comes in and like ups the ante a little bit, then yeah, this totally happens for them. They may not win the Super Bowl, but they totally win the AFC East. My my question is, how much will he pay play nice when like the first bit of turbulence happens? Because that's it's it's easy to be Mister Nice Guy right now when there's there's no turbulence, there's no. There's no bad news. You're not losing any games. If a guy drops a pass in OTAs, no one gives a crap, right? Um, but once you get closer to the start of the season, maybe training camp and, and something isn't happening and it should be happening by then, that's that's when I want to see how much Aaron Rodgers plays nice because I, I just don't know. And, and the New York media is going to be all over him too, right? Like that's a whole nother beast. And and you can say maybe that's an overplayed stereotype of, of whether that impacts a player or not, uh, it certainly seemed to impact a guy like Kenny Galladay. Um, but I, I just wonder, like, how much of this ruse will last if the Jets don't start out hot? I agree with you, but let me paint you the worst possible picture imaginable for you and <laughs> right. I, but Sounds more specifically for me. So <laughs> week one, Jets host the Bills, Monday Night Football, right? Mm -hmm. Jets win super annoying right like like all-time annoying for you and me right like <laughs> yep. oh because like it will be this like oh my gosh and this will feed the like idea that we're talking about here right and then week two do you know who the jets play week two i don't please please tell me they, they visit they visit the cowboys the house that aaron Rodgers has never lost in mike mccarthy etc <laughs> etc et they won the super bowl together in that building and so like again i want to focus on the fact that he's never lost in the building Okay, so Aaron Rodgers comes to town. They win their first game. They beat the reigning division champions who have won it three years in a row, whatever. And then they go to Dallas and they win again, right? In the house that Aaron Rodgers did. And that feeds the idea that, like, that's me. Like, that's who I am. I'm the guy who doesn't lose to the Cowboys. Like, that feeds the legend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yep. if they're 2-0, and like, I, like that, that would be a horrible reality. But, like, it's very yeah. possible. Like, I could totally see sure. that happen. Well, I mean, and, and this sort of thing happened last year, I have a lot of insecurity about this, if this isn't obvious. Like, do I'm you remember really last year when the Jets and Giants were, like, the two hottest teams in football in, in, through the first two months of the season, and it was the most obnoxious thing in sports media I've ever experienced? It could, it could happen it was, again. It was tough. Um, it was really tough. Um, and, yeah, it could totally happen. Like, uh, I really bummed myself out here. Like, I don't know why we <laughs> wanted to do this. This was not fun. But if it leads to the demise of the Bills, I'm almost in. You know what I mean for that? Like, I kind of want to see the Bills fall. Oh, I think that's, um, that's I been made abundantly clear this entire offseason. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm, look, I'm sorry that I'm more willing to be honest about teams in the NFL mm. than you are. Um, wow. Well, speaking of honesty, wow. it's time for Rachel to come in. And Rachel, we would like you to tell us who you think will go from worst to first, who you think is most likely. And then, of course, what you think about what we had to say. Um, if you want to share something you're insecure about, like Jeremy and I with Aaron Rodgers, that's up to you. Uh, but of course, we would love to hear who won the MFW. Um, I feel like I was kind of on the same page with most of the stuff that you guys said. I thought that the Cardinals was an easy pick to, you know, start things off. I thought that the Commanders, you know, that was really, really strong as well. The only one that I feel like was the biggest question mark which I think MF double MVP comes down to today was the Browns and the Texans. And so on this one, I'm going to have to disagree with Jeremy. Oh, I also agree with RJ's point 100%. I just don't really have as much confidence when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. I have more confidence in the Steelers, you know, going from what number three to one, than I would see the Browns. I just, 
like every point that he hit on when it comes to Watson, when it comes to support the supporting cast, I stand 100%. I just can't see it happening compared to, you know, with the Houston Texans. Um, so that's what it really came down to. Everything else was pretty solid and kind of agreed on the same stuff. And so um, I did like your pick when you talked about the Panthers. Um, I was on the same page with you. I'm higher on them, but of course they didn't. These are petty props. <laughs> And I like the point at the end, just the question that you presented towards the end about Aaron Rodgers and when the turbulence, you know, comes up, how is he going to be able to respond um, because he is such a diva. But it really just came down to the Browns versus the Texans pick. And so for today's award, I'm going to give it to RJ. I want you to remember Rachel's words, Jeremy. She said every point he hit on. That's what she said. Those are her exact words. This is, hear that? This is the Ravens fandom slipping in. No, I, I no, feel like. no. Not at all. <laughs> um, I want to thank Rachelle. Um, I want to thank the Spice Girls for allowing me to pick stop for our NFC East mixtape playlist pick last week, Rachelle. Um, I want to thank the Strokes for a song that Jeremy had never heard of in Reptilia. And I want to thank Rachelle again for picking Ain't It Fun by Paramore. Really popular trend on TikTok right now. I don't know if that's what was in your brain no, when you picked Rachelle, but I it was a solid that. pick by you. It just gives me so much fun. It's a really popular it's it's a it's a good vibe. Like I will totally agree. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil my pick for you right now. I'm gonna pick um, "Untouched" by the Veronicas. That's gonna be my pick this week. Uh, it's a it's a great song. I highly. It's like if you're on the treadmill and you want to like up the yeah. speed a little bit, throw on "Untouched" by the Veronicas. I know Jeremy um, hits his uh, his just dance <laughs> to uh, to that song. I just um, listened to Rip wow. by the way, and I absolutely know that song. <laughs> Yeah, it's really common. Like again, like yes. I was. That's like you being like Mr. Brightside by yeah. the Killers. What's that? Like you know, that's <laughs> kind of what you said. They say that in the song, though. Oh, that's a great point. Um, <laughs> wow, they actually say that a lot, which is really stupid. They sure do. Um, but it's a lot more forgivable to say the name of a song than it is to say the name of a movie. Um, or the worst is to say the name of an episode title in a show. That's when you're really trying that's way crazy. too hard. Yes. Um, so um, don't be like that, uh, television or movies. Um, wow. Um, seriously, thank you to everyone. Thank you again to Rachel. Thank you to Jeremy for putting up a semi-worthy fight um, and for, you know, having a misstep you know what i mean i pounced and i'm not sorry that's what that's what it takes somebody has to have a misstep for you to go from worst to first that's what i did i but you won last week didn't you or two weeks ago i did so i was supposed to go worst to first that was like that it was Uh, built up for me to win the show and so he's criticizing you rachel for not uh, keeping things you know copacetic i think remember that next week (laughs) jeremy openly and ferociously (laughs) criticized let's just hope there's not a a baltimore ravens take that that oh my Um, Jeremy, as we leave, I would like for you to explain to our podcast audience mm-hmm. um, what you're drinking out of. I don't know if Rachel's had the same <laughs> questions that I have, uh, but you have like a green screen effect behind you. Yeah. And your cup is like floating. Um, so I don't know if your cup is like a lime green as well. Like, can you explain what the cup is, what's in the cup? Because uh, it's been very distracting for me, <laughs> which I powered through and still want to lift WWP in spite of. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is, it's just a green cup. I have a green screen behind me, as, uh, as some people know. But it's just water. Nothing, nothing too excited. There, there was a splash of cranberry juice in there this morning, but uh, now just going straight water. Hydration. It's hot out there, folks. I, uh, I have a question for both of you, and then we can go. I was talking to uh, the boss man, Michael Kiss, last week, and he explained to me that he puts like a handful of ice in his water, which I really disagree with. Like, hmm. I don't, I don't want it to be that cold. I don't want the like clinky sound of the ice and stuff. Uh, but we were talking about people who bite ice cream or popsicles. Ooh. Do either of you do that? No, I hate popsicles for that exact reason. Like, yeah, just like I thinking about chomping into a popsicle sense chills down my spine. I hate you it. Like, the wait. yes, the wait until it starts to melt and it gets mm. kind of, like midway through, it gets kind of soft, but that's yeah. really painful. So, the three of us and Kissed are on the same page. I was telling him, my wife is somebody who like she like bites into her ice cream and like pops, she'll, she'll like bite a popsicle, like, mm. like it's like, okay, you know, okay, okay. Like, if it's like an orange, like creamsicle type of thing. I could do that because it's not as hard as like a. It's still freezing. It's still freezing, like, but I could do that because there's like the cream, which kind of offsets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's better. Mm-mm. No, sure. Like the, the example I'm really thinking of is like um like a drumstick, like like some sort of ice cream that has like a coating. Right. So like I, but like I still won't do that. Like I'll softly puncture it with my like mouth. Um, <laughs> I just I don't like biting into it since chills down my spine. I can't do it. Yeah, That's yeah. weird to me that people do that. So. Um, at least all of us are on the same page. RJ just outing, outing that his wife is a freak. <laughs> I mean, she, she loves me. That's one of her, you know, 
plus or minus qualities yeah. depending on how Red you feel flag about immediately. Oh, uh, exactly um <laughs> as we leave jeremy tell us your three favorite types of frozen treats to not bite uh ooh, i am a big flurry fan so any kind of flurry i would say if it's got cheesecake bites in it that probably elevates it so like a cheesecake bite flurry is number one um Oh, man, I was going to say Choco Taco, but you pretty you have to pretty aggressively bite into one of those. So I guess that doesn't count. Um, I would say I would say like a creamsicle. I would I would just like I'd let that melt and I wouldn't want to chew on that. I just I'd let that just lick it up. Mm-hmm. Good call. Um, and then, oh, man, I don't I feel like I don't eat a lot of frozen treats. How about I was going to say ice cream sandwich, but you bite into those, too. See, like when you say bite, I use like my lips to bite. Like, I, you know, like I, I cover, like, prote- wait, yeah, wait, like I like. Wait. I'm saying, like, <laughs> I like I don't use my actual teeth to bite these things. Like, I again, I kind of like protect my teeth with my like my mouth with my lips. Like, you, you literally I'm, like I'm, gum it almost. Yeah, because again, like if if I, well, I mean it's a it's an ice cream. Like I'm yeah. I understand that it's gonna be a mess going yeah. into it, but like if if I'm I, I I will experience discomfort if I put my teeth on ice cream. I don't want anything to do with it. Mm. Interesting. How about just a hot fudge Sunday? We'll 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 throw that. Okay. As good, call. good call. Nice.